Welcome to the Wild Joy Podcast, where together we will be exploring the many ways we can holistically create greater joy and vibrant health in our lives. My name is Amber, and I'm so grateful you're here with me. So let's jump in. All right, my friends, welcome back to the Wild Joy Podcast. Today, we are talking about something very near and dear to my heart, coffee. Now, let me start by saying that I love coffee, love my morning cup of coffee, and I'm definitely not trying to ruin this for anyone, but I do think it's really important, particularly right now, that you are aware of some of the effects that it can have on your body beyond helping you wake up. My other disclaimer here is that I am also not a doctor, so if you are concerned about any of this or the effects that caffeine does have on your your body, please consult one. I am not trying to, nor am I qualified, nor do I want to diagnose or prescribe anything for you. So let's dive right in. Now, I could go on for hours and hours about why and how I love my coffee, but I think that um, that might be kind of boring. Maybe, I don't know, if you like that kind of thing, hit me up. We'll chat coffee. But um, for today, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the effects that it has on your body. And I think it's really important to note that um, coffee in and of itself all on its own is not inherently good or bad, the effects that it has on your body really does differ from person to person and it'll change as your health changes and throughout the life cycles and stages that you go through. So this is one of those topics where there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of really big numbers and statistics and effects that it could have. And some of that may mean something for you and your health, and some of it might be things you might not ever experience. So when you look into stuff like this, it's really important to take it all with a grain of salt, right? Um, but one thing that I think we can all agree on is that it generally has some sort of stimulating effect on your body, unless, like me, in my past, you are suffering from adrenal fatigue. It might actually, and there are other other conditions or um, health situations where it might be or have a similar effect as adrenal fatigue. Um, but you know, when mine was at its worst, caffeine actually had the opposite effect on me. It didn't really wake me up. Um, sometimes I would have a very brief spike in what could be called energy. Um, I had cold sweats, jitters, shakiness. I wanted to crawl out of my skin, um, and that might happen, but then my energy, both mentally and physically, would absolutely tank. Um, the other thing that is no bueno when you've got adrenal fatigue or other certain autoimmune disorders um, that may predispose you to being dehydrated is that caffeine and coffee is a natural diuretic. It means you pee more. It makes you poop. There's a reason it helps those healthy movements keep happening in the morning after your first cup. So um, that is one thing that is important to note. Um, because it's a stimulant, which is how I got into that rabbit hole, there are certain processes that it helps um, begin or stimulate 
in your body. And the reason I think this is relevant right now is because they are very similar to the processes that your body will initiate when under stress, particularly prolonged stress or anxiety or trauma, such as a global pandemic. Mm, Interesting. So when you experience prolonged stress, your brain, the center of your brain, um, that is kind of the smoke detector, so to speak, the amygdala, the hippocampus, actually activates parts of your fight or flight instinct. So what this does is it actually produces different substances um, either in your brain or your brain sends signals to other areas of your body to produce those substances. Your adrenal glands, which sit right on top of your kidneys, are one of those areas of your body that will speed up your heart rate or increase mental alertness or um, dilate your blood vessels to get more blood and more oxygen to certain areas of your body so that you can run away faster or you can fight back more. So it's not the exact same, but it does have a lot of similarities. So after long periods of stress, which we've talked about in previous episodes, you start to have physical, um, it starts to negatively impact your body physically. Uh, Studies have shown that under long periods of stress or um, with trauma, the part of our brain that interprets and reacts to stress actually grows stronger and larger, meaning we are more susceptible to react more to stress. And the part of our brain that can actually logic our way through that or ground us or remind us that we are safe and everything is okay shrinks and gets weaker. So when this is already something that we are experiencing higher levels of stress, we might be more susceptible to stress um, and consuming something that further creates that reaction in our body might speed that process along a little bit. The good news is is that this is totally reversible. And if this is something you're interested in learning more about, I recommend going back a few episodes and listening to the episode where I talk about the effects of stress and trauma and anxiety on your brain. And in addition to this, um, I mean, this, this is enough, I think, right, that we, we don't want to further affect our bodies negatively um, the same way that stress or trauma or anxiety might. Our brain health depends on our bodies and our minds being able to rest and restore And when we're under constant stress, that doesn't happen. So not only is it changing the way we react to stress after long periods of time, it wears our immune system down, it um, affects our memory, it affects our emotions, it affects our mental health, it can affect things like your adrenal glands, your kidneys, it can affect your digestive system, it can throw off the level or the diversity of bacteria in your gut. So it has this this ripple effect throughout your body. There are lots of other things that also happen when you consume lots of caffeine. I'm not going to go too far into those because you can do a simple Google search and it will come up with a lot of the things that happen in your body. Um, Increased heart rates, headaches, it can be an addictive substance, it, um, you know, all sorts of things. Google it if you want the scary stuff. There is no shortage of scary information 
out there as far as the way it affects all parts of your body. There are some benefits as well, right? It can increase mental alertness. It can wake you up. When I was doing some research for this, I found it really interesting that in addition to the mental alertness or the you know, waking you up, helping you be present, there were two really interesting benefits that some studies have found. Um, they have actually found that certain levels of um, caffeine consumption actually was linked to a 45% lower risk of suicide in participants of the study, um, which is not something I had ever really heard of. And then the other really surprising one um, was that it actually can decrease your risk of oral count, oral cancer um, drinking four or more eight-ounce cups of um, caffeinated coffee may lower your risk of oral and throat cancers. Now, I don't know about you, but if I drink four eight-ounce cups of coffee, I might be a little jacked and wired. So do with that what you will. I'm sure that that depends on um, your individual physiological situations going on in your body and your body weight and the strength of your coffee and what kind of coffee you're drinking, right? Which leads me into my next little bit that I think is really important to cover is that um, when we are looking at caffeine consumption, what we put in our coffee matters. Um, the big one being just astronomical amounts of sugar, right? But there are some other things that are of concern when we look at the way most people dress up their coffee. Um, and lots of studies have been done about this. Um, there is a lot of things you can look up. Um, there, particularly the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen Guide to Food Additives, um, has a lot of information on this. Um, but I just want to go through some of the things that people often add to their coffee, just so that you can be aware. Again, I'm not trying to ruin coffee for all of us, but I do want you to be an informed, intentional consumer. And hopefully I will leave you with some ideas on how to make it a little healthier and still get your caffeine in in the morning. So the first thing that often gets added to coffee are shelf-stable creamers. And I, I am sure that you picture or you most likely picture the same thing that I picture when I read shelf-stable creamers. Those little pods of creamer that are in the bowl at the diner. We used to take shots of it when I was a teenager and we would go to IHOP in the middle of the night because there was nothing else to do in the town that I grew up in. Um, so those, not the best. Are we really surprised they can sit out at room temperature indefinitely and apparently are okay to consume? What's in them that makes them that way? So there are a lot of synthetic additives added to these, these shelf-stable creamers as preservatives. Um, one of the most commonly used ones is sodium phosphate, um, which is in the generally recognized as safe category with the FDA, 
but it is something that we should probably pay attention to. I referenced the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen Guide to Food Additives, and sodium phosphate is actually on this list because it, there is a connection to increased risk of heart problems. That's not to say that having a little bit is going to give you heart problems right away. Um, it's not super toxic, but large amounts may be unsafe or promote bad nutrition. So um, it's most people consume far more phosphorus than they need, which is something that came up in this study that they did. Um, and the reason this is important to note is that it can have effects on kidney, bone, cardiovascular health. Um, so if you've got concerns about your kidneys or your bone health or your heart health, you might want to pay attention to this. I think the, the next one that we're going to touch on is not as popular as it maybe was during my childhood, but artificial sweeteners are also of concern. The reason there's there is concern with these coffee additives that have the artificial sweeteners is that they're adding empty calories to your diet. Um, that's kind of the draw is that they were zero calorie. That's why everybody wanted them. We considered it a free pass in the early 90s. But what research is showing us now is that those um, artificial sweeteners aren't always as safe as we would like them to be. So some studies, including one that Harvard conducted, showed that the regular consumption of artificial sweeteners is not only super addictive and leads to consuming more artificially flavored food with less nutritional value, um, that they can have varying levels of detriment to your health. Um, migraine was a really common one. Bone health was affected here with artificial sweeteners. Um, so it's really important. And also, side note, I couldn't find reliable sources on this when I went to look it up, but I have also heard that aspartame, which is an artificial sweetener, when heated up to body temperature, actually chemically turns into formaldehyde, which also is not something that we want to consume. So if you are a nerd like me and think that's a super interesting fact and happen to find sources on that, send them my way because I would love to read more on that. Um, next, we move on to creamers. And I'm not talking about real milk or cream or half and half. I'm talking about the flavored creamers. Now, I will tell you that that sweet Italian creamer that comes in the really brightly colored plastic bottle, absolutely love it. However, these are loaded with sugar. And if you aren't familiar with why that is concerning, maybe I should do an episode on sugar too and just completely ruin everything for you. However, um, each tablespoon of those flavored creamers contain five grams of sugar. So adding three tablespoons is a 15 gram amount of sugar that you're adding to your cup of coffee. Um, on top of that, they also contain additives that aren't too great for you and aren't too great for the environment, like palm oil, which will increase the levels of bad cholesterol, lots of artificial flavors, carrageenan, which is also linked to digestive distress in some people. So pay attention to how much of that stuff you're adding. Um, and 
there are also a lot of really great recipes on the internet for making your own creamer that are a lot healthier for you. So maybe Google search some of those. There's lots on Pinterest, I promise. Um, another thing we often add to our coffee, which is not the greatest, but again, so delicious sometimes, are flavored syrups. So look at the nutritional information for any coffee chain's flavored beverages, and you will know why these are on the list. Um, the example one of the articles that I looked up gave was um, at Duncan, their chai tea syrup makes the sugar content of your latte jump from 7 to 58 grams. Holy cow. Um, so, and this next one, and I promise I'm getting, I'm getting to a point where I can talk about good stuff to add to your coffee. Um, but this next one is going to be somewhat controversial for some people who may or may not be listening. But um, another thing to be concerned about are oil-based keto creamers. Keto is super popular right now. I totally get that. And um, if it works for you, I fully respect that. And I hope that you are being supported by medical professionals to keep an eye on things that may be of concern with long-term ketogenic diets. So that's my disclaimer out of concern because I love you. Um, but the reason that the oil-based keto creamers made it on the list is that um, they're really, really high in saturated fats. Uh, saturated fats, not the good kind of fats. There are some fats that are beneficial to consume in certain amounts. Saturated fats are not one of those. Um, these have been linked to cardiovascular problems and weight gain. There are some keto creamers out there that may actually be healthy, but they're not all made the same. So look into what the saturated fat content content is and what the fat is coming from. Um, they Some of these are really great because they are low in carbs and sugar. Others are extremely high in fat. Um, one example that I saw was a one tablespoon serving of a particular brand's um, was 120 calories and 10 grams of saturated fat, which is 50% of the daily saturated fat limit. So again, may not be the end of the world, but you should be a really conscientious consumer here and pay attention to where else you might be getting saturated fat in your diet if this is something that you add to your coffee on a regular basis. Um, some other things that made the list that I found in my research or that I compiled in my research, um, condensed milk, uh, super high in sugar, really popular. It's what makes Viet Vietnamese iced coffee and Thai iced tea really, really good. Um, but it's got about the same amount of grams of sugar as a Hershey's chocolate bar does. So lots of sugar intake there, something to be aware of. So that is my rant on why the shit we put in our coffee is bad for us. As my mom used to say, It'll make your teeth rot out of your head. And some other things. Um, we'll explore later on in an episode why 
we as Americans consume too much sugar and what exactly that is doing to our health. However, if blood sugar issues are of concern to you, what you put in your coffee should be of concern as well. So that leaves us with the question of if I don't like plain old black coffee, what do I do? There are a number of options, right? There's a lot of different healthy creamers out there. Nut Pods is one that makes some really great creamers I've heard. I'm actually allergic to nuts, so I wouldn't know. Um, Sticking to whole products or less processed products, half and half, whole milk, um, natural sweeteners. Maple syrup is actually my absolute favorite thing to add to coffee. I tend to need a higher level of fat intake, so sometimes I will add just a little bit of coconut oil because that also is a saturated fat, and some maple syrup, and I will blend it up. It gets frothy like a latte. It's awesome. Um, My on-the-go coffee recipe or magic maker, I guess, is actually oat milk and maple syrup. And you just stir it up so it gets a little frothy, right? So, and again, Google is our friend here. There is an endless amount of resources on the internet. All you have to do is search healthy coffee creamers and you will get a plethora of recipes and ideas. Don't bring this up because I'm trying to ruin coffee for you as I record this the like end of my coffee from this morning is sitting right next to me and it smells delicious and it makes me want more and I still love my coffee. I just think it's really important to know what it's doing to your body, know what the potential effects are so that you can make informed decisions about the ways you are caring for yourself, particularly right now as we live through a pandemic and are experiencing collective stress in ways that most of us may not have experienced before. Some of us have. This is just another layer of icing on that cake, but it's really important to be making choices for our health that make us feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally. So know what you're consuming and don't be afraid to explore or experiment. Get out there. Try a few different things. This is a really great opportunity to to experiment a little bit and challenge the ways in which you automatically consume not just your coffee, but everything. Oftentimes we do things because it's just the way we've always done it and we know we like it. So it's familiar, it's comforting, and that's great. Just look at what is behind that and challenge the why behind it. Why do you drink your coffee this way? Um, Which leads into a whole other rabbit hole of integrative nutrition and primary foods and secondary foods and how the ways other areas of our life are balanced affect the way we feed our body, which we'll definitely get into another time. I promise. For now, just be aware and... At the end of the day, if you feel good about the decision you make, that's all that matters. If you weigh out the pros and cons and you are okay with what you're putting in your body and the impact it's having on you and the environment and everything else, go for it because you are your own best expert. You know your body best. So I just want to have 
or I just want to provide the opportunities for you to feel empowered to make those decisions and know that you actually are making the best decision for yourself. So that, my friends, today is my rant on coffee. I'm sure there may be more because I could talk about coffee all day. Um, Maybe not all day. There tends to be a cutoff in the afternoon where I have to switch to a nice herbal tea as I get older, but it's okay. With that, I hope that wherever you are as you listen to this, you find at least one reason to feel gratitude and joy today. And until next time, thank you so much for joining me. You've been listening to me, Amber, and the Wild Joy Podcast. Come find me online on Instagram and Facebook as Wild Joy Amber, or reach out by sending an email to wildjoyamber at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and stay healthy, my friends.